Thank you all very much. If you have your Bibles, please turn to our text. It's going to be uh, 1 Timothy 6, 1 Timothy chapter 6. What does the Bible mean when it says we must fight the good fight? Fight the good fight. Now, in this life, we're confronted with a lot, lot of fights, aren't we? Lots of battles. But what does the Bible mean when it says fight the good fight? Many are fighting and suffering through many fights and even dying, but sometimes on the wrong battlefield. I told Pastor about this sermon a week ago, and in just this short week, I, and I'm sure many of you all, have been through battles, have been through fights. The question is, are we using up all of our energy fighting a fight that's not the good fight? I believe and pray that God is going to use this message to help three different groups of people. The first one is those that aren't fighting the good fight because they don't even know such a thing exists. Secondly, those who know very well about the good fight, but for whatever reason, aren't fighting it. And then the third group is those that know and are fighting the good fight, but are weary and want to quit and stop fighting. Let's turn to our text. 1 Timothy 6.12 It says, Fight the good fight. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good, good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Let's first look at what is the good fight? Let's break it down. The good fight. The. The means singular, right? He's not talking about a lot of fights. He's talking about a specific fight. And then he says good. The good fight. That means that there's such a thing as bad fights. And many people are involved in fights that are not the good fight or bad fights. Paul the Apostle tells Timothy in two verses before this verse, he says, O oh, you man of God, he goes, but, O oh, you man of God, flee these things. What things are he, is he talking about? He's talking about some bad things. He says, harmful lusts. Guys, how many of y'all know it's easy for us to be going down the rabbit hole of lustful things? And lustful thing can be all sorts of things. Paul the Apostle tells Timothy, a young man, flee lust and greed. And then he says, which drown, listen to that word, drown people into hell, into destruction, by causing them to stray from the faith. Bad fighting. You know, bad fighting can also be things like, you're just a fighter. You're just fighting with your spouse. You know, how it is to be fighting, easy to be fighting with your wife, fighting with your husband, fighting with your children, you know, and, 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 and you have relationship breakdown in even your closest of relationships. We've all done it, and it's easy to do that. Fighting with your coworkers, and maybe even fighting with some people here amongst themselves. Or you can even have bad fighting where, what are you doing? It's a time waster. I believe in fighting for global warming. Don't laugh. There are people that all of their energy, all of their time, they do that full time. Or what I saw out of San Antonio, endangered spider. 
Discovery stops a $15 million highway project. Because people were fighting that. No, no, we can't let this spider become extinct. So a whole, I mean, people needing to have this highway project. And the whole thing gets put on hold because there are people putting up signs and saying, we're fighting, we're fighting for this uh, uh, spider. We don't want it to be endangered. There's all sorts of fighting. But it's not the good fight. Let's look at now the good. What does it mean there? It's someone... Someone who fights this fight is, first of all, a man or woman of God. In other words, somebody who's fighting this good fight, he said, Oh, Jesus, I want to get in this fight. Oh, Jesus, become my Savior. Become my Lord. In other words, it's just like when you join the army, okay? Not anybody can join, and it's got to be a conscious decision. You've got to enlist, and after you enlist, you become a GI, government issued. You are now the property of the government. You're not your own. You can't just do your own. And it's the same thing with the kingdom of God. You have to conscious, you know, you can't just say, well, we're all children of God. No, we're all creation of God. But we don't become a child of God until we enlist, until we say, Lord, be my Lord. You are Lord of all. Now I want you to be my Lord. And it isn't fighting for something that's perishable. You know, I mean, some people, they work for years to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Look at this belt. And they've worked and worked and worked. You know, there's a guy here in El Paso. And pretty big guy, strong guy. He is a heavyweight. And he's been trying for years to become a contender. Disciplining himself for many years. And there's many people who are just like that. People who work Hard to be able to be an Olympian so they can have that gold medal. The Bible says, I'm not talking about that kind of a perishable crown. I'm talking about an imperishable crown that lasts for eternity. A reward that's really worth dying for, sacrificing for. And it says, lay hold of eternal life. And then the third word is fight. Now, that comes from the Greek word, which means to agonize. Wow. To agonize. It was used both in military and athletic endeavors to describe somebody that concentrated, focused, and went through extreme effort, whatever it takes, to win. And that's the word that he's using here. He says, that's what you're going to need to fight this good fight. If someone has told you that living the Christian life is not going to be a fight, They've lied to you. Because what the Bible says is you can count that it's going to be a fight. Why? Because the Christian life is a spiritual fight. And it's against evil. Well, what do you mean? Well, it's against the world where your friends say, Oh, come on, man. Let's go do this. Let's look at this. Let's talk about this. And you have to be able to say, No, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to do that anymore. And then you have to fight against your own flesh that wants to lust and do wrong things, that wants to be able to go back to your old temper and say, oh, really? You want to fight? Let's fight. And that's in us. And you say, I don't want to be that way anymore. And then you have to fight against the devil. And the devil is out to send you to hell. He's already in hell. And he's trying to bring people with him. The devil doesn't go after people who haven't made Jesus their Savior and their Lord. 
But the devil goes after you that have. Most of the world, it isn't fighting this evil fight. Most of the world is enjoying life. The devil's not bothering them. And they're on their way to hell. Because this Christian life, it's not a playground. It's a battleground. Though I know that we're not feeling the extreme effects like Christians who are fighting in real persecution areas like Syria and other Muslim nations or China and other communist nations. We don't have that here, but what we do have to fight against is the temptation, don't we? They don't have all the temptations that we do. The daily barrage of temptations in every venue from your cell phone to wherever you go and it just... It's a barrage of things trying to pull you to those lustful things, to those greedy things, so that you got to have this, things. If you're not feeling the effects of fighting against this world and your flesh and the devil, can I tell you something? You're probably not in this good fight. You're probably out of the ring. You're probably... A spectator now. Maybe you were fighting it. But right now you go, hey, life is pretty good. I don't feel any of this. Well, that's because the devil's not bothering you anymore because you're no longer fighting the good fight and he's just leaving you alone. Or you're just flowing with the flow of your your friends and um, doing whatever they want, obeying your own lust. And because of that, your friends think, hey, man, You're a pretty cool guy now. The Bible says, beware when they say good things about you. When your friends in the world are saying, you're pretty cool, man. I like you, man. That means you're not fighting the good fight. Because Jesus promises, in this world, if I was hated, so are you going to be. Because you're fighting the good fight. Secondly, if you know about the good fight, why aren't you fighting it? Your and my eternal life depends on it. And the eternal life of our circle of influence, our spouse, our children, our brothers, our sisters, our co-workers, our friends, depend on us living this life to show them the way so we can be praying for them and standing in the gap. We're not born again to stay on the sidelines nor to watch this good fight. But we're, we're born again to, stat, to stand up and fight like soldiers for not only our own soul, but for others. Now, I know, guys, that the devil hits hard. And at times, it's very difficult and it's very tiring. The devil, like I said earlier, he doesn't hit the unsaved, the carnal person but he hits the person that's spiritual. You hear what I said? Three kinds of people. Unsaved person, the person that's the carnal person that has given their lives to God, but they're no longer in the good fight. And the spiritual person that's fighting the good fight, that's walking in the spirit, and all hell is going against that person. Ephesians 6.12 says, This fight is not with flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the devil and his demons. This is why we take up the armor that we can withstand in the evil day, says in Ephesians chapter 6. But sometimes the spiritual person who's fighting this good fight, he gets self-inflicted hits. Self-inflicted hits. Because we're involved in things we shouldn't be fighting. And we shouldn't be involved in. We've all done it. The world has a saying that I like, and I wish I lived by all the time. It says, I don't have a dog in that fight. You ever heard that? There are some things, guys, it's not worth putting your dog in for. There are some things it's not worth fighting for. Meaningless. With respect to eternity. But when you're fighting the good fight, and you're taking in those blows... The Bible says, count it all joy, for your reward is great. All we have to do is persevere and not to quit. You know, this time last week, the New England Patriots, they're going into the fourth quarter. Everybody thought, it's over. It's 28 to 9. You're not competing. Atlanta is kicking your all's tail in. Everybody thought it was over. And they came back. They didn't give up. And I'm not a Patriots fan, but I've got to tell you, I love their spirit. I love Brady and Belichick and all of them. And they came back, and they didn't give up. Two years ago, you had on this side the Democratic nominee, Hillary Clinton. Everybody thought she's going to become president. And all of these bozos I hear, there's over 10 of them, none of them are going to win. She's going to win. But certainly nobody thought, and I'm not going to get political, I don't want to get, but nobody thought that this Trump guy was going to become the Republican nominee, much less the president. All of a sudden, he becomes the nominee. But even up till election night, I stayed up till. Real late. I saw the whole thing. And I remember by, what was it, a week before that, many were saying, hey, Republicans, you might want to get him out of the way and get another person in because this guy, he's going to lose. That was a week before. And then hours before it was all said and done, at 8 o'clock, there were still 7, 8 o'clock, they were still saying, maybe 6 o'clock, p.m., the day before the election, uh, the, the night of the election, she's going to win. And all of a sudden, he... 2,000 years ago, beaten, bloodied, crucified. Everybody thought it was all over. Everybody thought, Jesus, he's lost the fight. He's been conquered. But three days later, he rises from the dead. And everybody, and the demons, and everybody is blown away. And we are still changed today because the fight was not over. Perhaps right now you're here and you feel that your fight is over and you're ready to throw in the towel. You've been battling, you've been fighting, and you're just like, I'm not sure if I can take anymore. I got a message from you, for you, from God's Word. And that is, first of all, this fight has already been determined. You've already won. You've already won. 
All you have to do is hold on. Jesus has already paid the price, paid in full. You've already won. All you've got to do is persevere. Yes, this good fight is just that. It's a fight. And though it's the best and the most rewarding thing that I've ever done, I'm going to be honest with you. It's the hardest thing that I've ever done. At times, it does wear on you. It makes you weary. It weighs you down. Paul reminded Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.3, Endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Look at those words. Endure, Timothy. As a good soldier, Timothy. Wow. What verbs, what active words to be able to teach us. And when the devil tells you to quit, the devil tells all of us to quit, there are times when all of us consider quitting. But that's why our text says, lay hold of an eternal life. The Bible says those who endure till the end shall be saved. The Bible says don't grow weary while doing good or fighting for others or helping others. Fight on. Never throw in the towel. Football teams, they may be losing. But when the fourth quarter comes, they go like this. What does that mean? It means we're not quitting. This fourth quarter is ours. We're going to fight on. Winston Churchill. He had just barely become the prime minister of England. Hitler was raging. It was a very tough situation. And he's trying to rally the troops in his government, trying to get them to come forward and fight. And he does a speech. And in this speech, he says, I would say to the house, as I have said to the, to the joined uh, uh, government, I have nothing to offer but our blood, our toil, our tears, and our sweat. <laughs> and then he says these words. Show it. Never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never give in. And because of that heart, and because of that non-quit, the Allied forces, including England, went in there and we defeated German. Uh, uh, we've defeated Hitler, and we're not speaking German today. Because it was that spirit and the spirit of the Americans as well that went in there and said, we're not going to give in. I went to go pray for Pepe Siqueiros, um, and I had the privilege of going there quite a bit. And <clears throat> when I went last week, I'm praying for him, and on the corner of my eye, across the hallway, I see this man, elderly man, and he's rubbing the back of a woman that's in a chair. And I figured it was his wife, and they were very elderly. And having lost my mom and dad, older people have a very special place in my heart. So I knock, I go across the hallway, I knock on the door. And they said, yes. And I said, you know, 
forgive me, but I just saw how you were being affectionate to your wife and just touched me. And uh, may I talk to you guys for a few minutes? And they said, yeah, come on in. And I said, how long have you all been married? 62 years. My wife, she just had surgery back in May, and it's tough. He's 89, she's 87. And he said, no matter what, we hold on to our God. No matter what, we hold on to each other, and very soon, we're going to be in heaven. And I was like, oh, God, yes. That right there is what I want. But how do we do this? Well, the Bible says, don't look at your temporary situations, at your circumstances. Don't you know? I got this problem. I got this going on. I got this going on. Second Corinthians chapter 4 says, don't do that. Don't look at the things that are seen, for they are temporary. Look at the things that are unseen, for they are eternal. Have an eternal perspective. And that way, if you do that, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, you will not lose heart. You will not want to quit. You will not be discouraged. When we don't know what's going on, when we say, why is this going on? I don't understand. I've learned when you don't know, you stick to what you do know. And what is it that we do know? I know that Jesus died for my sins. And he wrote our names in the book of life. He sealed us with his Holy Spirit. I know that this life isn't all that there is. We're going to heaven. And I know that very soon, all of this that we're going through is going to be irrelevant because we're going to be with our Lord Jesus in heaven. Until then, we must remember that God still has a purpose for our lives. It's to be ready for eternity and to help other people be ready for eternity. It's to fight this good fight because other people, as the text says, are watching us. What are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? Don't die on the wrong battlefield. Fight the fight that matters the most. The good fight. Time's running out. The signs of Jesus' imminent return, they're all around us. And lastly, because of those things, fight this fight and we need, this is what we need. We need, one, because it's a spiritual fight, we need spiritual people around us. And we need God. Let me first talk about spiritual help. We need spiritual help because this is a spiritual fight to guide us, to encourage us, and to be praying for us. Again, we need to pray for each other. Start praying for Pastor Stevens, Pastor Glenn, Pastor Herman. I promise you, they're going through it. And the devil is going after them. The devil always goes after the head so he can hurt the body. They're not only having to fight their own spiritual battles, but they hear all your stuff and they're praying for you. And they're having to mess and deal with all of that. We especially need God. The Bible says we're not alone. 
And he will never leave us nor forsake us. I love what David said in the Psalms 23, 4. said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. I think about the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're in this fight. They're in the furnace. But Jesus was there with them. This Friday, if you went to the Bible study, one of the purposes of the Bible study is in the Old Testament, they had a tabernacle. They had a temple. But today, we are the tabernacle. We are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit lives in us if you are a child of God. So we need to believe it. We need to act like it. We need to ask him. Listen, as I'm closing. We need to ask him to fill us every day with his Holy Spirit. Why? So we can have the power and the grace to not only sustain us through this good fight, but to have the victory. Oh, man, it's a tough fight and just going to make it through another day. No, we can have the victory. I love what Paul the Apostle says in Romans 8.57. It says, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him, through Jesus who loved us. Paul knew where his strength was. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right before he was going to be martyred in 67 AD, Paul the Apostle said in 2 Timothy 4.7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. How did he do this? Because he was full of the Holy Ghost always asking God to fill him with the Holy Ghost. And because he believed and he had an eternal perspective, he laid hold of it and he got to heaven and God said, well done. Well done, thou good and thou faithful servant. How about you? What are you fighting for? Are you fighting the good fight? The good fight? Really the only fight that God wants you to fight. The only fight that's really worth fighting for. Why? Because your eternal soul, my eternal soul, depends on it. And because other people that are watching you could very well depend on that. Let's fight the good fight. Like to have every head bowed and every eye closed, please. Hallelujah. Three groups of people. Here that I'm targeting. One, those who aren't fighting the good fight because they never really heard a message like this. They don't really even know the good fight, about the good fight. And the second group is those who know about the good fight, but for whatever reason, you're not fighting it right now. I want to talk first to those two groups of people. If you're here and you have never heard a message like this, and you're doing a lot of fighting right now. But if you think about it, is it worth eternity? Is it worth losing your soul over? Or is it really something that isn't consequential? It really shouldn't be something that you should fall on your sword for. And then now you've learned about this good fight. And you go, oh God, I want to enlist God, I want to go to heaven. I want to lay hold of eternal life. If 
that's you. You want God to forgive you of your sins and fight this good fight so you can be in God's army and make it to heaven. I want to pray for you. That's you. Raise up your hand to God. Say, God, that's me, God. I've been doing a lot of fighting, God. been doing a lot of things, God. But God, this is, this is what I need to be doing. God, I care about going to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. And I gladly enlist. I want to accept you to be my king, my Lord. I'm not talking about being part of a church. Church boys won't save you. Part of a religion. Religion won't save you. Even if you come to this church. I'm talking about where you make Jesus the king of your life. The Lord of your life. And you submit to his word and you say, God, I'm going to fight this fight. I'm going to fight against my flesh. I'm going to stay away from this stuff. I'm going to say no to the things I shouldn't be. I'm not going to be hanging around and doing those things anymore, God. I am ready to enlist, God, and to help my family, my husband, my wife, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister. Because if you're not doing it and you've heard this word and something happens to them, you didn't share with them about this good fight. You didn't live a life as an example about this good fight. And their soul may very well depend on you being that good example. If that's you, and you say, oh God, I enlist. God, I'm going to do it now. No more games. No more waiting and, and, and wasting time. That's me, God. Save me. Forgive me. Raise your hand to Jesus. Say, God, that's me. That's me. That's me, God. Raise your hand to Jesus. All right. You've known about the good fight. You know about the good fight, but you're not fighting it right now. And life's not too bad right now. Can I tell you? It's because the devil's leaving you alone because you're on your way to hell. Because your friends like you. Because you're doing the things that they are doing. What makes you any different than your friends? You're living in sin just like they are. You're partying and messing around and looking at things and doing things just like they are. So they think you're pretty cool. The devil's leaving you alone. Because you're not no longer fighting against evil. You've embraced that. You're not reading your Bible anymore. You're not obeying it. Oh God. The Bible says, lay hold of eternal life. Fight the good fight. And you haven't been doing it. I challenge you right now. Say, God, that's me, God. God, forgive me. God, I've been fighting the wrong fight. I don't want to die in the wrong battleground. God, forgive me. Come back into me, God. I re-up. I re-enlist. I want to live for you, God. If that's you, raise your hand to God. Say, God, that's me. That's me, God. God, I know what to do. The Bible says him to know him who know to him who knows what to do and does it not to him it is sin i know there are people here right now don't worry about what that person your left hand side or right hand are saying or thinking are you fighting the good fight and if you're not you know it god knows it say god forgive me god forgive me i want to get back in and i'm going to fight the good fight if that's you raise your hand to god never been saved or are backslidden right now, raise your hand to Jesus. Raise your hand to Jesus. Christian, 
right now you've been fighting the good fight and you've been doing great I know it's tough stinking devil he does give a good shot and it does become wearying wearying it does become tiresome but I encourage you right now lay hold of eternal life have a have a a eternal perspective and say, God, I'm never going to throw in. I'm never going to give in. Never, never, never. Because God, you are worthy of me to stay in this fight. God, you are worthy for me to be fighting for my family. Worthy, God, for me to be able to have you say, well done, thou good and thou faithful servant. I'm going to open up the altars right now and I ask you, lay your life on the line right now and say, God, I'm all in. I'm fighting this good fight, God. I am not going to give in. I am not going to surrender. Never. 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 I'll open up the altar. Let's talk to our Lord. Hallelujah.
my God. We worship you. We praise you, Lord God. Rolo ra, rolo ra ba ba ba, shobo rolo ja, shobo rolo ra ba 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 za. Thank you, my God. Ro rolo ra ba 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 za, shobo rolo ra ba 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 za, rolo ra ba 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 za. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. Rolo ra ba 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 za, shobo rolo ra ba 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 za. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, my God, in Jesus' name. Rolo Rabba Babasha. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand up real quickly, guys. Um, I just want to close it off by emphasizing my last point, and that is, this is a real fight. There's a real devil, and the only way that we're going to make it this time next year that everybody here that's here right now is still going to be here is in this good fight is if we're praying for each other and if we're full of the Holy Spirit. When the Bible says, find me 70 men, uh, 12 men full of the Holy Ghost. Why did he say full? Because it's obvious that there are a lot of people who are not full. And the only way that we're going to make it is to be full. Because, guys, 75% full and 25% Ernie is not good. I don't know about you guys, but none of Ernie is good. I need to be full. And so, I'm not talking about a one-time experience. Oh, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. You need to do it every day. I need God every day. This thing... It loses this battery. So at the end of the day, at night, what do I need to do? Plug it in. Charge it up. What makes you think that you're any different? If you don't eat your Wheaties or whatever you eat, you're going to be down in energy. What about your soul? So many times we don't see it. But the way to see it is are you fighting the good fight? Are you fighting against your flesh? Are you fighting against people who are telling you to do things or, or things start getting you mad right away or whatever? That's because we need to be full. Let's, let's right now, guys, and I ask you guys, not just one-time thing, but every single day, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And then think about who, this question, who are your spiritual brethren that pray for you or counsel you in this church? If you don't have anybody, you can't make it on your own. On your own, in this spiritual fight, you need a spiritual friend, or two, or three, but at least one, and you can share your heart, and you can say, "Man, I'm really going through it. Yeah, having this problem, having this." So they can hear you, counsel you, and pray for you. I encourage you. If you don't have at least one, maybe more, do that. Nobody reaches out to me. Then you reach out. You reach out. And then, as David said, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Every day you get full of the Holy Spirit. Every day you say, God, I need to be charged up. And that's your responsibility. If you do that, you're going to be like Paul, and you're going to be able to 
lay hold of eternal life, make it to heaven. And God's going to say, well done. Let's worship God and ask him to fill us right now. This is a week, another week. And who knows what has the devil has planning for us or this world. But if we're full of the Holy Spirit, we can fight this fight, not just barely make it, but have the victory. Amen? Let's worship God and ask us to fill us. Father, we thank you. We come before you right now, God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, God. God, we want to fight this good fight, my God. We want to have the victory. God, we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, my God. Touch your people, Lord God. Rolo rabababasha. Rolo rabababasha. Rolo rabababasha. Rolo rabababasha. Rolo rabababasha. Rolo rabababasha. In Jesus' name, Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's close off the service by singing that song that we were just singing right now, guys. And as you go back, concentrate on the words. And let's go ahead and close it off and consider yourself dismissed with this song that we're singing. In fact, let's stay right here and let's sing this song. Closing our eyes and concentrating. Go for it, brother. I will wait on you, Lord, till you come I can almost hear the trumpet sound In the twinkling of an eye, I will be gone I can't wait to hear the words, well done